Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Hey, everybody. Before we get into this week's episode, we want to take a moment to thank all of the patrons who joined us in the month of February. Alex and Hannah, Matt Ravine, Luke Downer, Grant Windham, John Lee, Kayla S., Gabe Watson, Mike, Forrest Leader, Blue, Craig Nelson, Philomena, Sarah Goki, Landon, Babakluk, Osbian, and Brandon Kushu. Thank you to all of you who joined us in the month of February and to all of you who join us every month. If you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash the crit show. Uh, and actually, just a couple days ago, the first story from Tales from the Omniverse season two released. Uh, so you can head over there and the $5 tier hear us play through Neverland, the impossible island. Uh, and also in the discord, there is a code uh, to get that book for very cheap. Uh, so again, that is patreon.com slash the crit show to join us on our Patreon and in the most aggressively welcoming Discord on the internet. And also, if you were not able to join us on March the 1st when we started the Omniverse Chronicles, we are going to be posting those videos on our YouTube page every Thursday. Uh, So that'll give you a couple days to watch it if you haven't watched it and you want to join us live on Monday nights. The Omniverse Chronicles, again, are every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we are featuring six different games with six different Game Masters, eight episodes each over the course of the next year. And with that, it's time to let the recap roll. I understand that everyone's intentions are good, that you all want to find a world where we can coexist with them. They took my wife. And there's a chance that the person who did it, when you guys set this up, is going to come back and be like, oh yeah, I want to be on the good guy side now. So all's forgiven. You guys have been extraordinarily lucky in the monsters that you have found that are willing to help you. I've never met one, and I've been doing this longer than you've all been alive. I understand it's the right thing to do, and it's what needs to happen for all of us to survive. But it's a lot to take in. Okay, I get that. And I know it is a lot to take in. And I appreciate you acknowledging that it's the right course. I think we need to hit Hawaii before we try to track down Esten. Taking him out is high on the list, and something I think we could reasonably do. Yeah, let's go hit Hawaii first, then. Megan, sound good? 
Yeah, sure. I've never been. So the three of you head outside and teleport to Hawaii. Okay, so I more or less remembered where we uh, where we dusted him. So yeah, let's let's head over there and set this thing up. Okay. All right. So you all head over to the area where Esten was killed, and according to Ori's vision, was brought back. This window appears, and inside of the window, Tass and Jake, you see Ori standing with Nash performing this very ornate ritual. Megan, what you see is Ori standing there with your grandfather. Here the three of you stand in Hawaii. Jake has just opened up a portal to watch the spell that Nash and Ori performed. As this plays out in front of you, you see exactly what Ori described. You see the trail of blood. You see the dust reforming. You see the ants moving backwards. It does seem like a strange rewinding of time. What are you doing? Um, I mean, while the ritual is happening, I'm trying to keep an eye out for like what uh, basically what reagents he seems like he needed to get it done. Um, how exactly this was set up. Did he need Esten's remains? Anything like that. All right. Roll investigative mystery. <laughs> Four. Yeah. The only thing that you can clearly see is that he uses a lot of his own blood, uh, but he also does use some of Ori's. Um, but you do see the remains of Esten reforming. So I think those three things you can make out. But other than that. Tight. And then after a few moments of this, you see him stop the spell and pull Esten out of the circle. And then the vision cuts out. Wow. Okay. That was just like Ori said, huh? Yeah. I couldn't really pick up anything useful out of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's some sort of time limit on it. Um, God. Yeah. Who knows? I think, I think Megan's right, though. Probably from here on out, if we have a situation where we need to dust one of these things, we get rid of the remains just in case that is an important aspect. Better safe than sorry. Yeah, probably. I'm just taking steps backwards. You okay? What 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 was what was that? What ha- what happened? What happened? That was the ritual Ori told us he dreamed about. That was him and Nash. No, no. 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 Mm-mm. Hey, whoa. What's going on? I'm just continuing to backpedal away. Are you okay? Was it too fucky seeing Eston come back? And she continues to back away from you. Did something happen that I didn't notice? I I don't know. Let's let's go. Um, I'm gonna jog after her. Yeah, I will follow. No, just stop, stop. Don't come near me. Just stop. I do with my hands up. And as you do, you notice that a little of that pink and purple energy is kind of uncontrollably swirling around her. And as Tess starts to raise his hands, I'm going to invoke something we haven't dealt with yet. One of your dark side tags. Uh, I'm going to invoke poor impulse control. Seeing him raise his hands, you've seen how fast he can move, how fast he can draw. You need to blast him away from you. Now, with these, you can choose not to take what your dark side is instructing you to do, but it will disconnect you from your powers until the beginning of the next mystery. Yeah, I'm not thinking straight, and if I see him raise his hands, and if my first impulse is that it could be danger, then yeah. I think I'd just do it. Tass, you take two points of damage, armor defeating, as you are blasted backwards through the sand. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And I just have my hands on my head and I'm just turned and I just run. Uh I'm gonna go help Tass up. What the fuck was that? I don't know. I don't know. Something really, really riled her up. Well, what do we do about it? It seems like if we chase her, she's gonna 
fucking blast us now. I, I know. I mean, we can't just let her run off on her own. I don't rightly know that we can stop her. Yeah, there's that. Uh, I mean, we can, I don't know, at least try to keep tabs. I can move us somewhere that we've been on the island further down our path here. I think maybe we just give her a second. And do what in the meantime? If you want to follow at a distance just to make sure she's okay, that is fine. I think that's a bad idea. I think Megan's first encounter with me was me lurking behind a tree, and that went poorly also. So I think if she spots me following at a distance, it's probably going to bring up some other painful memories, and she might react rashly again. We're reasonably sure there's no ghouls or anything left here, right? Uh, I Reasonably. Sure, I guess. That's something I can do. If you want to catch your breath, I can go pop down into the old tunnels again and just see if there's any evidence of ghouls and make sure that we're not under threat. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to walk the direction she went and just, I'm not going to try to catch up yet. I'm just going to try to stay close in case I hear or see anything that might come after any of us. Okay, I'll go do some general recon. Okay, and yeah, I'm going to get to my feet and just kind of holding my chest, walk that way. And I'll teleport down to do a little bit of a walk through the tunnels just to make sure that it still seems like it's clear here. So, Jake, you teleport down into the ghoul tunnels, and it's the same as the last time you were here. You don't see any indication that anything has been in here recently. All right. I mean, I guess I will just also kind of follow the tunnels, if possible, like whatever direction she was starting to travel. Like, I don't know. I don't. If we're letting her cool down, I don't have anything else to do, so I will also take a walk down here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know that this tunnel inevitably will lead to the graveyard. Yeah, I might as well follow it and kind of check that out, too. Megan, you have ran outside of the boundary of the Waven Sea. The foliage starts to get a little thicker here. Trees start to get a little larger. What are you doing? I'm just running until till I can't anymore. So probably not very far. <laughs> but but just because it's something to do, it's something that I can focus on. So yeah, I, I probably just run until I can't really determine a path anymore and I can't breathe. As you start to slow down, you start to hear sounds around you. It mostly just sounds like birds, but I'm actually going to hit you with another dark tag here. I'm going to tempt you with hallucinations. Yeah, that's fair. As you hear these bird sounds, they start to shift and change, and it sounds like the clicking and the scratching noises that the ghouls were making when they were chasing you down the alleyways. I want to reach out and see if I can tell what's around me. You reach out and try to touch their minds, and you don't sense anything, and that actually breaks the hallucination, like you suddenly hear them as bird sounds again. I just stay where I am and just start crying and I'm just exhausted and confused. After a couple of minutes, Tess, you can hear the sound of Megan up ahead, breathing heavily and crying. I think I stand back. I think I wait if I can hear it until I, I hear that kind of stop, slow down. Yeah, I think by the time that that happens, um, Jake, you have found your way to the underside of the cemetery. Nothing weird down here either. Nope. Then I'll teleport back to Tass. Tass, in a burst of flame, Jake appears next to you. I just give him a nod ahead to uh, the, the, the trees, and I start walking that way, not trying to be quiet about it, make it obvious I'm coming up. Megan, from behind you, you hear the sound of approaching footsteps. I look up. Hey. Oh my God, you're okay. You're okay. And I go and I give him a hug. Hey, 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 it's okay. I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean- It's I fine. It's It's fine. It's- more than fine. What's up? 
Jake, when you open that window, are you sure that it worked right? Is there a chance that something went wrong or it was different or changed or somebody changed it or it just wasn't true? I mean, I, I guess it's possible. Sometimes magic doesn't quite go how I planned, but I, I kind of saw exactly what I expected to see. So it didn't seem like anything went weird. Why? That was Esten. That was who grabbed me. That that was right. But that other person isn't Nash. Can't can't be Nash. That's my grandpa. Are you positive? He was dressed different, but that was him. I know I know him. What's your grandfather's name? Jeffrey. I've never heard the name Gregory Nash before in my life. He's never gone by that. Were you close? Is your grandpa still alive? As far as you know? Yeah. He lived with us. We were very close. As I got older and the things that I'm able to do started happening and being noticeable, he helped me. He told me that it was okay and not to be afraid and helped me to to try and control it. And I wasn't good at it, but he always tried to make me feel like I wasn't like I wasn't a monster. And then I got in a I got in a fight with my mom. And I got really angry and I couldn't control myself. I didn't even realize that things were moving around the room until this salt shaker hit him in the head. And it kind of snapped me out of it. And I, I moved towards him to see if he was okay. And I saw that he was bleeding. And I picked up the salt shaker and I left. And I haven't been back since. What does this mean? What is, does this mean that I'm like him? The things that you guys have said that he's done. My grandfather would never do that. He couldn't, he couldn't do that. He's, he's the kindest person I know. The only thing that you're like is you. Being a vampire, being anything doesn't matter. Your choices matter. And you're a good person. If this is him, if this is the same guy that we've been dealing with, then we have a lot of things we got to answer. What if it is him? Then maybe you being with us will be a good thing. Maybe it'll be disarming or he'll realize the error of his ways. I don't I don't know. That's hard to say. A person will go to great lengths because of love. We just we just don't know all of the pieces here. There's no doubt that he loves you. There's no doubt he encouraged you when he saw what you could do. That seems to be his overall mission statement. He wants to uplift those that are not, well, the regular people that hunt down people like him. There's something we're missing here. Yeah, well, um, I suppose we we should probably figure out for sure because because I need to I need to know. Well, we can start by going back to your house and seeing what's up with Grandpa. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go. I mean, tell me where it is and I'll get us as close as I can. South Dakota. Uh, Kyle, South Dakota. I haven't been anywhere near that. I think we might actually just be best off catching a flight out of here. Uh, then, okay, the closest would probably be into Rapid and then we'd still have like two-ish hour drive. I guess. Any any better ideas? Anyone? No, that works. Maybe just take us to the closest airport to there so at least it's a short flight oh that i can do i've been to the minneapolis airport that's i think the closest or denver which one's closer maybe denver denver it is we're going to denver guys (laughs) so i think we have a bit of a smash cut here of jake teleporting you all to denver and then taking a flight to rapid city and then getting a rental car and driving down to kyle 
you pull up in front of Megan's old house and it's about seven o'clock at night. And we find the three of you sitting inside of this rental car outside of the house. Do you want to go up there first or do you want one of us to go up there first without you? Or should we all go together? I, I want to leave this decision entirely up to you. No, I mean, you guys can, you guys can come in. I know this is an odd spin to something that you usually do, but can you put your, uh, you know, your feelers out and see if, I don't know, anything is here that isn't strictly human? <laughs> that is a very good idea, Tass, and I don't want to do it, but um, that's, that's a really good idea and I probably should. Okay, uh, yeah, I will reach out with my mind. All right, roll tune in. 14. Nice. All right, you get a hold three. Uh, where is the creature right now? So you reach out your senses and you do sense a monstrous presence inside of the house. It seems like it is in the kitchen. What is it planning to do right now? Eat dinner. Uh, yeah, uh, there's there's something in there. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to get out of the car. I follow. Same. All right, so you all head up to the front door. Open it and walk in. <laughs> hey, mom. Home. There's a silence in the house for a moment. And then you hear your grandfather, Megan. Megan, oh, thank God. And you hear a chair being pushed back from a table and soft, fast footfalls coming from the kitchen. And a moment later, he steps into the living room, smiling broadly. But then he sees you with Jake and Tass behind you, and he stops dead. Standing before you is Gregory Nash in a cable-knit sweater and a pair of old dress pants. Oh, good. Hi. Hi, Grandpa. It's, it's not true, is it? Just tell me, just tell me it's not true, please. It is, and it isn't. Did you lock me away? No. Well, uh, it is, and it isn't. I want to look at Tass and Jake, and I want to see what what their reaction to this is. I am visibly shaking with rage. I think my face is almost blank, like from uh, the inability to process this. Like, we have talked about it, and like, it's so fucking weird that it's... Almost more of a curiosity at this moment. Like I haven't had, I haven't had the time to be like, oh, I'm angry about this. I'm just like, I, this is inexplicable. My brain cannot process. I think if I see that Tass is obviously angry, I think I'm kind of backing away towards my grandpa while while looking at them. And guys, just just don't do anything yet, please. Megan, I don't think I could accomplish anything if I wanted to. And the silence is pierced by a series of beeps that you recognize as the oven timer going off. Well, would you like to join me for dinner? And he turns and walks into the kitchen, and you hear the sound of the oven door opening. I give a glance back to the guys, and then I turn and I follow him into the kitchen. I think I look up at Jake, just bewildered and shaking my head. I have no fucking idea, man. I don't know what to do. All I want is to put a spear through him. That's all. That's all I can think. I can't. I can't focus on anything but that. Yeah, but I think if we make a move against him right now, we're the bad guys. No, no, we are not. To her, we will be. Yeah, I know. But like I said, I don't think any move I make is going to accomplish anything anyway. Made that mistake once, not going to do that again. And I respect her enough to not blow my lid right now either way. So let's go have dinner with this motherfucker, shall we? I'm sure shit not eating anything he puts in front of me, but yeah, let's go sit at the table. And the two of you walk into the kitchen. As you walk in, he is running a pizza slicer across a pizza. Pepperoni, a mushroom? I'm good. I just shake my head. Megan? 
I take a slice of pepperoni as soon as it's cut. And he uh, puts a couple pieces onto a plate and sets them down at the table and sits down. Where would you like to start? And he takes a bite out of the pizza. I don't know. Honestly, I I just can't wrap my head around the idea that you could have done the things that they said you've done. Yes, I've certainly not the same person I was then. What does that mean? When I saw you earlier today, Tass, I wasn't lying when I said that this doesn't end the way you hoped it will. I am successful. I accomplish what I set out to do. But as with most things, it doesn't turn out the way you envisioned it. So many things were lost and sacrificed along the way, and not even our chosen could stop it. I thought I could come back and do just enough to change it so that it's better going forward. There are key things that I can still remember. The longer I'm here, the more I forget. Time travel, it really messes with your mind and your memories. People don't realize the extent that it cuts just swaths of things away. So what? You're back. You you accomplished it. You did it. You made your, your monster. Not a monster. It broke bad, and now now you're back to, to right the wrong? Is that kind of the sum of it? When I was successful, I learned how humanity would react. There wasn't much left. It seems they'd rather be destroyed, destroy everything, than to no longer be the norm, be the top of the food chain. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. They've proved it over and over again throughout their history. Well, we agree on that. One person sees a nuke, they're going to fire all of theirs in return. Why was I locked away? When I was much younger, well, that doesn't even make sense. When I was here, now, I was so close to completing what it was I was setting out to do, and I had to find my chosen, and I found you. Infinite potential. The best of both sides. Humanity and power. Person I was convinced that humanity would see and feel not comforted, but less destructive towards. And so to make sure you were there when I needed you, you were locked away for safekeeping. And when you became my chosen, we spent so much time together that I grew to love you like a daughter. And I had to let you be captured because I know that I had done it. And he can't know I'm here. Shit. Okay. So, technically speaking, the person that I have vowed to kill is you, is still here, doesn't have the person now that they were going to make into this chosen, and is now probably struggling to figure out what to do instead. Correct. I asked you to give over the power because if there's a chance of making things different, I thought that if Megan was with you, with both of you, that would be the best chance. But the day is coming and it is not far away where he will kill you and take what you have. If you just let it go, he'd stop looking for you. I assumed, Megan, at some point you would discover everything. Obviously, I'm not your real grandfather, but when I came back, it was you that anchored me. You were where I came to. And so I knew that meant that my time here was going to be spent with you. I don't even get to make the argument that you're not the same person. Do I? You still you still did all of the terrible things that they say you did. Yes. What am I? What do you mean? Why do I have these powers? How did you find me in the first place? Without me here to guide you, your powers got out of control, and that is how I tracked you down. So you tracked me down and you locked me away for safekeeping until I was useful to you. Yes. But you don't know anything about why I have them in the first place? I don't. What made you think you could 
control them, control me. It wasn't ever about controlling you. You were our champion. You were our, you were our shining star. And what exactly is this cause that I was to fight for? It was making us, people like you and me, we were the norm. The whole world was soon to be like us. But I don't want that. I've never wanted that. It's difficult for me to say that you did, because that version of you doesn't exist anymore. So what are you saying? The only reason I'm the way I am today is because of you? Because you came back and guided me to be the way you wanted me to be? And that's where everything I think and believe about what I am and what I can do? That, that's, that's your doing? No, I came back to stop that. What little guidance I have gave you is nothing compared to the molding I had done to you before. It was simply enough so that those around you wouldn't get hurt. Guess that didn't really work out great for you, huh? I fundamentally changed things coming back. I knew I would. Your path is different now than the one that I the one that I lived through. The you that grew up with me had a different life than the you that I knew. I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Different how? Other than your absence. The night that you had the uncontrolled event that hurt me, it ended much worse for many others in a much wider area. And that was how I found you. And so it was a much different life of viewing humanity by the way that they perceived you. So what's your goal now? I thought it was to make it better, to make it different next time. But I think it's to stop me. I can't imagine any change that I could make that still doesn't somehow lead to the end we found. And why should I trust you now? Why should they trust you? How can any of us believe anything you're saying? Or any information you give us? Read my mind. I know that I have a much different past than you expected, but that doesn't change who we have been to each other for the last 28 years. I would argue that it very much does. Spoken like someone without a past they've tried to leave behind. I don't buy it. I think I glance at Megan almost apologetically for a second. Sorry, man. I, I appreciate the integrity move of coming back to fix a wrong, but if everything had gone right, then you'd be sitting happy as a clam with your little scheme right now in your future, having turned everybody into monsters. So no, I still just don't give a shit about anything you're saying here. I couldn't care less. I'm not here for you. I'm here for her. You can read his mind if you want. I just have one question. One question that will make me walk out of here with any kind of happiness and peace that I can offer you. When I walk out and I hunt down the other version of you, how do I kill him? You can't. Then how can he die? It's so short-sighted. You want to kill him without undoing what he's built, what will happen to the world. Do you think that what happened to the world was just a snap of the finger and then everything changed? That's not how it works especially big things that affect millions of people. It's already happening. The final soul just finishes it, makes it faster. Kill him now, you still get the same result, just without a clear leader into the future. I understand you all want revenge for the things he's done, but I hoped that preserving humanity might be a little more important. So you're going to tell us how to do that? It's a spell that covers the whole world. It draws power from other worlds and... Uh... Wait, did you find... The notebook at the North Pole with the code in it to unlock Noel. Yeah, we did. So you know how to travel to other worlds? Yes. Yes, it is safe to say that we can do that. Have you done it? A couple of times. Good. So the spell, it draws power from three other worlds, but the focus is here. 
I don't know which worlds they are, and maybe because I'm forgetting things, but it's more likely because what he's doing is is different now. But given time, I could send you all forward so you could learn where they are and then return here and deal with them, cut off the spell's power at its source. You know, just taking all of this in, watching him give this spiel, having interacted with this version and, of course, interacted with the other, I am still paranoid. I mean, of course, I have to be. How genuinely does this all read? Roll read Ben's situation. Okay. Nine. You get a hold one. You know, what I have in my head is he's saying all this is he's tried other ways. He's tried other methods. He hasn't gotten what he needs from me. You know, the the version that I am expecting in distrust. So with that in mind, I think, like, are there dangers I haven't noticed here? Does any of this read as a trick to me is kind of the the general version of that that I would hope for. I think that as you examine him, it's so minor, but he does look older than the Nash you're used to seeing. If you did not see Nash over and over sometimes in your nightmares, you might not recognize it. But there are slightly deeper wrinkles at the corners of his eyes. The hair is just slightly yellowing in some spots instead of being pure white. Okay, yeah. All right, you've come back, you've made some changes, things are different. This one I think I've already got the answer to because we've been playing this game for a while now. We don't readily have a way to kill him. He comes for me, I die in the exchange, and he gets what he wants. Is that kind of the... Yes. Yeah. So what do you suggest instead? What happens if I give it to you? What do you do with it? I don't want you to give it to me. I just want you to give it up so that he has it and can do what he's going to do and you're still here. Like I said, I can help send you all forward to figure out how things have shaken out this time around and you would have the ability to gather intel in the future on past events. Like I said, I've lost a lot of what I brought back with me, but I remember enough that if you gave up what you're carrying inside of you, I wouldn't leave you defenseless. Um, okay. I can't begin to fathom exactly what you mean by that, but uh, I think I'm just glancing over at the other two with mouth kind of open and hands out like, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, yeah, I think I I open up a chat room with uh, Tass and Jake. Okay, guys, please... Uh, Please talk to me here. What are you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking I hate all of this for you, and I'm, I'm so sorry. I think giving this up is the thing that goes against every instinct in my body, but he's still not wrong. I'm not going to defeat him like this. Jake? I don't know. I mean, he doesn't technically know what's going to happen now. Like he said, he's made changes. We've made changes. Yeah. Do these telepathic conversations take place in real time? Are we all just yeah, sitting, yeah. Yeah. All just sitting yeah. in silence? Yeah, like at this point, he's acknowledged what's going on and walked over to the fridge and poured himself a drink. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you guys take your time. I mean, I don't trust him anymore. And honestly, I don't know enough about what he's done and what this plan is, I think, to really get the full picture. But I've heard enough and I've watched you guys enough to know that it's bad. It's real bad. I want to trust him. I want to believe that this is the right thing to do, but I just don't know anything anymore. For what it's worth, I do kind of agree with him on one thing. After today, after seeing you go out on what, your your third operation, your first thing kind of on your own, 
and you come back from that wanting to build a peaceful life with these creatures. That wasn't just your instinct, but the thing that you insisted on doing. Like, yeah, you absolutely are someone that anyone would want to be a leader and a force of power and change. Well, apparently none of that matters anyway, because it goes wrong. It went wrong. It's all different now. What I'm seeing is the person that wants to make the right kind of change. So we have that. We have that edge. So does that mean that's that's Nash's plan still, is to use me? Like, if he still thinks that I'm locked away for safekeeping? God, I hate that so much. The idea that I'm just some some piece of equipment that was tucked away until I was useful. But he wants to what, then use all these magic places, these batteries, whatever, to, to power this thing and to, what, turn everyone into monsters? If that is still his plan, awesome. That means we have a lot more time because we know that that's not going to happen. Well, apparently the ball's already rolling on that. He said that's already begun. So it kind of feels like there's a, a ticking clock there. I mean, obviously I'm not going to be leading anyone or anything for that cause, but that doesn't mean he doesn't already have other things in motion. Yeah, so either he was banking on you being the last piece, or he, in this version of things, already has somebody lined up. I haven't read his mind yet. I haven't reached out to see what he's planning or who he thinks of as a threat. Nothing. I think he's on the level. I hope so. Would you guys be willing to really do this? Go into the future? I mean, it seems marginally less reckless than a lot of other things we've done. Yeah, because otherwise it's fighting the clock. If he's already doing this, which we already know he is, he's accomplished quite a lot. The ball has been rolling for a long time. So it's either make a move that we know we can make or keep doing it the long way, keep hunting, and hope we can figure out how he has this set up at all on our own and stop one of those things from happening. We may be way too late. I think I turned to my grandfather. So if you send us to the future, how do we get back? It's the same technology that I used to travel from dimension to dimension. It's just a fairly sizable alteration. So you would go through a portal and come back through that same portal. So of what you do remember, what's already different up to this point? Have we done anything different than the first time around? Have we accomplished anything different than the first time around? I think that would be a longer conversation. You'd have to tell me what you've done. You're very difficult to track with that spear, which is why I wanted Megan to be with you, because if he can't find you, he can't find her. The only thing when it comes to you that I've affected is I left that notebook inside of the igloo. I have obviously had much larger and longer ramifications on Megan's life. But the only interaction you and I have ever had is with that notebook. I was trepidatious to mess with too much. In the timeline you remember that you came from, did we heist the submarine? Yes. Did we kill Esten in Hawaii the first time around? Yes. Did I at some point have my fire powers instead of my lightning powers? No. Did TJ die? Eventually. Before or after me? Very shortly after. Did you make off with our computer system the first time around? Yes. Where did you take it? I took it to my fortress. I took it home. Fortress? Where do you have a fortress? I think I remember the soil report about the soil from the Argonaut, and I look at Megan and say, Canterbury. Okay. What can you tell us about this fortress? Like I said, 
things are different now and it is a strain to remember a timeline that's being overwritten. Why didn't you start, I don't know, journaling once you started realizing you weren't remembering things? Because then if someone found it, they'd have a roadmap. Did we ever come to the fortress in your timeline? Yes, that was the end. How did you take your place as her grandfather? I just got to know the family. And what, you're not you're not her mom's dad, but you just made them like you so much that she's referred to you as Megan's grandfather? He doesn't need to be. That's just how it works here. I have a ton of grandpas. And what ultimately happened that was so devastating? Humans did what they have done so many times. They rained fire on everything, and everything was ash and pain. And at that point, she had taught me so much, and I couldn't bear going on without her there. And so as she was dying, I told her I'd try to fix it. I knew the spell for doing minor time alterations, and it was just a matter of research and practice to move myself back. So the humans rained fire. Missiles? Nukes? Is that what you're referring to? Yes. And other than Megan and your happy success, what were the casualties like? Everyone? You keep saying they burned the world and themselves, like literally everyone? The sun didn't shine through anymore. Pockets of living were very small. It was as good as extinction for everything on the planet. So you throw us forward. Is that like through to nuke land where this spell is like going constantly to power this version of the Chosen or what? The time that I could probably target the best would be right before. You've got to have a clear vision in your head of, of a time, a place in that time. Because we wouldn't be going to your future. We would be going to the same point from your future in this timeline. Exactly. Oh, God, this stuff makes me dizzy. All right, I can be on board with this. Let's say I give up this energy right now. That gets him off of our back right now, right? But it expedites everything else. And I think I kind of turned back to the group for this. So Nash, what helps you as far as the accuracy of sending us forward, that being expedited or this thing being not quite as kicked off, at least in the long run? I think it ultimately depends on which direction you want to gamble. If he has it, then we ensure that when you get there, the spell is fully running so you can track every element of it. If he doesn't have it, there's no guarantee of that. It could still be running partially. So you come back and deal with six-sevenths of it and there's still a small part of it running that keeps churning and working until eventually, over the course of many hundreds of years, it still accomplishes the goal. Hmm. Okay. So we have a portal and a way that it works. How would this work? Would we physically go through and be there? Would just our minds go forward? Oh, yes. You just step through bodily. Okay. Okay. So would we have to avoid our future selves if they still exist in the same way you have to now? Putting you through the portal effectively removes you from this timeline. All right. So are we going through here for real? Is this what we're going to do? Can I use my last hold? You can. Uh, in fact, when you reach out towards his mind, mechanically speaking, you don't need any hold. You could fire off all the questions if you want. He is opening up to you. Okay, so yeah, I'll start with what is it planning to do right now? Be patient and see what the decision is. Who does it regard as its biggest threat? The younger version of himself. All right, and just for the hell of it, who is it going to attack next? That final piece of pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, I think I'm up for it if you guys are. I won't say I trust him anymore, but I believe he's telling the truth. 
yeah, what the hell? We've been to outer space. We've been to other dimensions. Why not go through time, too? I mean, I hate this. Like, I don't want to do what he says. And he is a shitty person. And just because it didn't go his way and he lost his person, he comes back here and now he's like the wise man. Like, I don't, I don't buy this. I don't like it. I don't buy it. Evidently, we've done enough to make changes that he doesn't remember, which means things aren't shaking out the way that they were before, which means maybe we could do something different and we could still fix this. Frankly, I'd rather not do this. Man, I mean, I, and I'm not going to try to talk you into this. It just keeps biting me that when this motherfucker showed up and I just felt it again, I felt that fear that I know I'm about to die again for no reason. There's nothing I'm going to be able to do to take him out and he's going to get what he wants anyway. I mean, we still have this information that we might be able to get. We can go back through that portal we already have set up. Hope enough time hasn't passed that it's still actually there, which God only knows if that's true. That's a huge gamble. Huge. We do this that we know it's less of a gamble, but with a way worse taste in our mouth. But we're also the people that don't get the luxury of getting to do all of this clean. We're going to have to get a bad taste every once in a while. More often than not, probably. So we really got to buckle down because I'm not going to do any of this without both of you agreeing. Which gamble do we want to take? How much pride are we willing to set aside? I would love to defer to you, Megan, and say, Jake and I are just too close to this, but I don't get to say that anymore. Yeah, I mean, everything you said makes sense. It makes perfect sense, and I, I agree. I do. I just still want answers, and the answers that I've gotten have only led to more questions. And knowing that I was supposed to have this role in this and what happens. And if going forward means there's a chance that we could find the answers we need to stop that from happening, it feels like it feels like a responsibility at this point. And whether or not it's going to work or if it's the right thing to do, I believe that he believes that this path is going to work. And I'm not saying that because I, I trust him or I love him, but for the first time in a long time, I trust myself. I trust myself to know that that's true. So that's that's why I'm willing to give it a shot. But if you don't agree and you think that we should spend our time here following other avenues and hoping that what we've done already, what you've done already is enough to be different to change something and that we can hope to find the answers that we would find by going forward in time to stop this, then yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to to figure that out with you. But yeah. Maybe I'm too close to this. <laughs> All right, we go forward. This thing is already running. Here, we know that he's got it started somewhere. The ball is rolling, even if it's not up and running. If we go forward, will stuff be just moved on enough that we'll be able to find this easier? Is that the big sell here? That just in this world, it's not going to be as big of a secret or at least a chore to find it there than finding it here? Yes, you could learn about it when it's not a closely guarded secret but a reality, and then come back here and deal with its strike in a way where he can't understand how you could possibly know what you now know. Jake, I'm coming back to you, man. I am trying, I am trying hard to think of what is the most practical step and just think about it through that. I I'm with you. If, if you don't want to do this, I'm with you. Yeah, fine. If we think this is ultimately the more responsible thing to do, then I guess let's do it. Okay. So what do we do, Nash? 
Well, it will certainly take me a little time. The magic that brought me back here is exhausting and dangerous. To make it something that is large enough to take you all forward and sustained will certainly take time. The first thing I need is a portal. I could make one here or somewhere else, but if you already have one that I could have access to... The one we've got doesn't work right. I think you're going to be better off making a new one from scratch. It will greatly increase the time. How greatly are we talking? A week, a month, a year? If I've got to do it in a way where it goes unnoticed, first we need to find a place for me to put it. I can't necessarily do it here. Maybe two weeks, but that's before researching and developing the spell to send you all forward. I mean, I'd like to say we could just go try and take Noel back, but if the idea here is that we're letting the other you get away with things so that it's all functional when we get to the future, then that might set him back and therefore screw up our ultimate plan, right? Yes, it's possible. Because what were you using Noel for? It was just so that you all wouldn't have the ability to travel to other dimensions. Oh, so did you not have an actual like use for Noel? It was just you playing keep away? Yes, and it took the network down for quite a while. Then I I guess maybe it wouldn't screw up anything that he's doing if he's just not using it. If he's just got it in like cold storage to keep it away from us. Yeah, I mean, that's a thought. I guess it's just a matter of do we have a plan or do we think we can come up with a plan that expedites what we're already doing? Are we willing to sacrifice time for risk factor here? Considering that at this point we're operating on a timeline of like hundreds of years or something, I feel like the risk of going and trying to get the computer, screwing up, getting captured, getting killed is worse than waiting the several weeks that it will take to get this done. Does anybody have any other thoughts? It certainly would be an unnecessary risk. If you think of a way to get hands on a different one, yes, we're talking about a couple of weeks to skip a few hundred years, but a lot can happen in a few weeks. Well, how about this? Does it have to be done in that order? Could you start doing some magical research now while we figure out if we've got a safe way to acquire a Noel system? And if we come back and say we can't do it, then begin the work on Noel? Or does the Noel stuff have to happen first? No, I could do the research first. Okay, so maybe that. Maybe start out doing that research. We'll puzzle it out, see if we can figure out a way to accelerate the Noel element of this. And if not, we'll let you know and we're shit out of luck. And if so, we move into that next. What do you mean that your portal works wrong? You remember TJ, right? Yes. It was a it was a TJ creation. I guess I don't know if I even need to say more than that, but it was a science magic hybrid and it's buggy. It would at least be a base. If it doesn't work, if you're not using it, we could strip it for parts. No. All right. It's the last thing we got of him. No. That and if we strip it down, I don't know that there's anybody else alive that can create it again. And if the whole goal is to come back and use all these coordinates that we're going to get, I don't know how else we... We make a jump without it. I thought you said it was buggy. Is it so it works? It works. We just wouldn't be able to walk through it. I kind of look at Jake with just a kind of a pleading shrug of, do we? And I think Nash sees that look and he raises his hand and, and shakes it. No, it's fine. This is new and it's a lot to take in. I'll start on the spell first and you can all figure out amongst yourselves what you are and aren't willing to share with me. If we're going to look into potentially getting Noel back. I understand that things are different from your experiences, but is there anything you can give us information-wise that we can look out for? So if it is the same, we can at least recognize it? Um, what do you mean? Just as far as your fortress, like where it would have been kept, defenses, anything. I mean, it was the training ground for all of my agents. 
the castle specifically. Yes. So is that what we think we need to aim for once we go through the portal, however we get it running? If the future we're headed into is anything like the one I lived through, we needed a location that was much more centralized to the world, much more a center of commerce and life and art. We had set up the new capital in Chicago. Ah, so wherever we walk out of, that's where we're still going to be in space. We don't get to point and click here, do we? Correct. Hey, speaking of agents, do you remember uh, an agent named Mercury? Yes. And was that like a lineage? Like multiple people were Mercury one after the other? Uh, Yes, kind of like James Bond. Do you remember the fourth one was named Natalie? Hmm. Do you remember who the fifth was? No, Natalie was my last. Was there anybody in line? Was there anybody who you would have thought might take up the mantle if Natalie fell? No, by the time that it got to a point where Natalie would have been in any danger, we had already crossed the finish line. Yeah, theirs was a little more expedited than what we've managed to accomplish. Oh, I do have one more question for you. This Nash has one of the chosen weapons, but just one. Does that put him back any, or is one all he needs? As far as I know, one should be all you need. Huh. Then why would Eston be hunting for more? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like he wanted to get his hands on one. That might have just been, you know, cherry on top or maybe just giving the option to whoever their chosen is going to be. I mean, they obviously emit some sort of power if that thing was feeding off of them. So worth it to have. Yeah, that's fair. I think this is a conversation we all need to have. I think we need to go figure out what all we need to take care of before we go through anything. Let's plan on a timeline of at least a couple weeks here and go get our ducks in a row, figure out what we can do and what we need to do. All right. How do we get a hold of you? I've got a cell phone. Works for me. Okay, let's go. I leave. I think I turned to Nash and realized that I really don't have anything else to say to him either and um, just sort of give him a little half shrug, half nod and follow Megan out. Yeah, I'll also follow her out. Where are we going? Are we going back to headquarters to plot? Uh, Well, I mean, we should probably take this rental car back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. We could stop on our way outside of town and there's a burrito stand that's really good. I don't really have much here that I want to stay for. Yeah. And then, yeah, we should probably go and uh, figure out at the very least who we're going to fill in. Margaret? I don't know. I mean, we have to decide who's unlikely to be captured or tortured or pressed for information. Oh, that's a good point. And then we have to balance that against who needs to know anyway. Yeah. Hell, there's a few people that will still be around then. Maybe it's worth having some conversations and, you know, letting them know, hey, we'll see you soon, but not so soon for you. I think first burritos and then we probably head back to our own lair so we can figure this stuff out just us. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. I paid for the rental plan where you can return it at any location so we don't have to go all the way back to Rapid City. <laughs> yeah, but where's the nearest location? Because that's, it might still be Rapid City. Maybe still Rapid City. I am from the middle of nowhere. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll pile back in the car and head back to the rental shop and then find a, a discreet place to teleport back home from back to the lair. And now it's time for end of session experience. Oh boy. <laughs> this is going to be a little odd because we kind of got to do this one at a time because you weren't all on the same mystery and everyone had kind of different levels of success. That's a good point. So first off, did you conclude the current mystery? So Tass, where do you think your mystery was? 
Uh, I mean, I almost think it didn't even start out as a mystery. It was just a go grab and get back. But, um, you know, I discovered that this creature was feeding off of the uh, off of the weapon. So, I mean, I got one, but I didn't really accomplish the whole goal of finding everything that I hope to find. Yeah, and I think the mystery of where are the three chosen weapons definitely was not was not solved. Yeah. Jake, what about you? So I went there to find out information about Nash's organization. Yeah. But secondarily, I went there to solve my pocket dimension, and that I did. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Megan? Uh, yeah, my job was to go find out what happened to Fritz and Ellis, and I definitely did that. Yeah. You even accomplished an additional one, kind of. She did one of my missions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you save someone from certain death or worse? Not really. No. I mean, I kind of saved Ori from death, but only after putting him at risk of death. So I don't. <laughs> I feel like in the past we haven't counted those. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think Baba Yaga planned to fuck with anybody. So probably not. Okay. Megan? Uh, no, I guess. I mean, I got Fritz killed. And then well, I didn't really bring him back. That was Anastasia. So no, I don't think I saved anyone. Did we learn something new and important about the world? So many things. <laughs> this this one, a yes. Um, I discovered there are creatures that just dead-ass feed on magic. I uh, discovered that Esten is out actively hunting for stuff again. Literally met this other version of Nash even before uh, getting the full details on that. So yeah, I think several things there. Yeah. I discovered the form of another Yaga. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Found out my... Grandpa's a time-traveling <laughs> vampire. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty big. Uh, and did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. That, that they have a time-traveling grandpa vampire. Oh, I forgot about that <laughs> one. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Grandpire. <laughs> <laughs> How many points of experience do you get from that breakdown? I think Tass gets one. I get one. And Jake and Megan got two. Can I pitch you Vampaw? <laughs> <laughs> That's good too. <laughs> Does anybody level up from that? I do. What are you going to take? Uh, I think I'm going to take hunches from the spooky playbook. Uh, and that is when something bad is happening or just about to happen, somewhere you aren't, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, you knew where you needed to go just in time to get there. On a seven to nine, you get there late. In time to intervene, but not prevent it altogether. And on a miss, you get there just in time to be in trouble yourself. Nice. Okay. So before we get back into the story, we're actually going to take a moment here and talk about a couple of things uh, that came up in the course of this last conversation. Uh, so the first thing we want to take a moment to go over is just the idea. Um, at one point, Jake asked Nash, uh, how did you get close to Megan's family? And his response was that I became part of the community. Um, and then they just referred to me as grandpa. And uh, Megan's response was that, yeah, that makes sense. She has a lot of grandpas. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, sure. So I am Native American. I'm a member of the Ogallala Lakota Sioux tribe. Um, and we don't really have like the idea of names for extended family members. So like great aunt or first cousin twice removed, like that kind of stuff isn't isn't a thing. Like those are just your grandmas or your grandpas or your cousins, sometimes even referred to as your siblings. But beyond that, there's also this idea of like hunka relatives, which is a, a ceremony in itself, but it's the idea of adopting other people into your your family that you primarily care for. So a lot of times, barring like health concerns, grandparents don't really go into like nursing homes or something. So it's not uncommon for 
them to live in the houses with their children's families or sometimes for those children to live with just the grandparents. Um, And sometimes it's people from outside of the community that come and become a part of that. So yeah, that's why it wasn't uh, it wasn't something that was odd to me to think that, oh, if there was somebody who had kind of become very close with with my family to the point of being like, oh, yeah, that's that's one of my grandpas. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that I want to take a moment to talk about is just <laughs> time travel. Um, so just to make it clear, uh, we are dealing with the back to the future days of future past kind of time travel. We are going with the idea that that time is a river. There is one timeline. Uh, you go back in time, you make changes. It affects the future uh, and kind of overwrites it. We're not going with the idea of multiple branching timelines, etc. cetera, um, strictly because, well, I put them in enough moral dilemmas. I don't want them to also <laughs> yeah. have to deal with like, oh, we're dooming another timeline. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, so that is not in, yeah, I pick and choose my moral dilemmas. <laughs> That's not one we need to deal with. Um, and so just for the sake of clarity for, for all of us and for everyone listening at home, um, I do really real quick want to go through what you all have gleaned from this Nash, what his timeline was, what his experience was, um, and then what has happened now, just so that we're all on the same page. So this Nash, um, the Nash that Megan knows as grandpa, lived through his life, and in his timeline, the team did not figure out how to work Noel. They did not have the code to open her up and thus be able to teleport to other dimensions. The team of Jake and Tass and TJ at some point found out Noel was in his castle, they went to storm it there to try to get it back. And from what he said, that is where Tass and TJ died. He really didn't get specific about what happened to Jake, but that was kind of the end of their story. He was successful in putting together the ritual. Uh, the ritual created the Chosen, which was Megan in his timeline. And one of the side effects of this ritual was that it also slowly started to turn everyone on Earth into some kind of, of monstrous creature, something supernatural, something extra. Um, but after a couple hundred years of it, there was still a small pocket resistance of people who were still human, uh, and they got very upset by the idea that they were the last of their kind, and they basically brought destruction to the world. And in the course of that, Megan was killed, and he was so upset by that fact that he made a promise to her that he would try to go back and set things right. Um, so he came back in time with the idea that he would try to fix things so that his plan would go off without that hitch of humanity being there at the end to possibly destroy things the way that they were. When he traveled back in time, he used the same spell that he used to bring Esten back to life, but a much more powerful version of it, very draining version, took a lot of magic and a lot of time to research. He came back into the past, and the moment it brought him to uh, was right around Megan's birth, and he became close with her family, became part of her family, and in becoming part of their family and helping raise Megan, it started to change his mind possibly about what it was he was here to do because he was seeing, you know, this human society in a whole different way. The thing that he did do in the sense of interfering with the future that he knew uh, was he took the code that he now had for unlocking Noel and hid it in the North Pole for all of them to find, thinking that that might be enough uh, to change things for the better. In the timeline he had originally lived through, he found Megan when her powers emerged with very catastrophic ramifications. Um, he didn't really explain exactly what happened, but he did indicate that it was enough that it made people see Megan uh, in a negative way, which led to her going along with the idea of, 
oh, if we were all this way, the world would be better. Um, but because he was now in the past here with Megan, he was able to train her and teach her a little bit about her powers and avoided that catastrophic emergence of her powers. Uh, but the display that happened was still enough to draw the attention of the younger version of Nash so that he became aware of her, which led to Eston tracking her down and locking her away. His hope was that the team would find her since now they can teleport uh, because he believed that she would be safest with them. Um, and also he couldn't go after her himself uh, because he did discover early on that if he were near his younger self, we're talking like near like 50 miles, the world started to act up, be weird, um, start to almost release a destructive energy uh, because on a very primal level, the two of them existing together in the same time, in the same place, isn't right. Um, and so it had very bad ramifications. He then continued to just kind of live out this life with Megan's family until the moment that Tass for a while was without his spear and he came to Tass. He was able to track him in that moment uh, to try to get this energy. This is what we saw a couple episodes ago with the idea of let him succeed so you'll still be around um, because that's it seems to him when things went really bad was when you were not all a team anymore as soon as you lost one member the whole team kind of started to fall and the plan that he has presented you all with now is that he can take the spell that he used to bring himself back and send you all forward because since in our story here time is a stream the future that he came from doesn't exist anymore so he could not give you a bunch of really good intel uh, but he could send you forward into the current future uh, to see how things shake out so you can gather until there and come back and possibly deal with everything here as it's happening um does anybody have any questions or anything? I, I know time travel gets real weird, so I want to take a second to kind of lay it all out and make sure we link all of the dots that came from that kind of fairly long conversation at Megan's house. Am I going to discover that Bruce Willis plays the older version of me? <laughs> <laughs> if so, bye. <laughs> if so, do I have to wear a nose prosthesis? <laughs> yes, but that is unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are too well-haired and too tall for Bruce Willis to play the older version of you. Yeah, yeah. That just uh, puts my heart at ease, <laughs> you know, that we're on the one stream. So, yeah. All right. Then with that, we will see you all next week. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello! Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bidecennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you. 
and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready? To speak kindly with me now, child. I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books. And that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring <laughs> Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.